Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome back to another dose of Positive Pressure with your host, J-Love and moi. I'm here to leave you with tips, tricks, tools, topics, and stories to live in life in the positive lane. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to Positive Pressure on your favorite platform or on all the platforms. Follow me on IG at New Day J. That's New Day, J-A-I. And if you are not there, head on over to Anchor to leave me a voicemail. I would love to hear from you. So we're going to do a little more catching up this week. And um, this week we're actually going to talk about a topic that may be closer to many of us than we prefer. And that is loss and grief. Dealing with loss and grief. How do you pause this? How do you possibly stay positive in times like this? I mean, I have dealt with a lot in the recent months and it doesn't really seem to get easier. I think maybe you get a lot stronger and knowledgeable and knowing exactly how to handle it from or for your own spirit, but that doesn't mean it gets easier. And recent loss, um, starting in December... I guess I this is already a really hard time of year for me as much as I love Christmas as much as I love the holiday season and what a beautiful feeling it brings and people are nicer and the weather is better and you know people are more giving and everything like that it just it's a hard time of year for me because that's the time of year that my mom passed away so that's also the time of year that around there that she was supposed to get married so that didn't happen. Like she passed away right before that. So that time of year has always, it's kind of bittersweet for me. As much as I love it, it sucks. But I ended up going and spending Christmas in McAllen, Texas with my yaya. <laughs> I took my crazy dog with me and ended up actually leaving her in McAllen with Yaya, so, you know, that was good, because one, she was acting crazy at home, and two, she missed her Yaya, you know, I get it, so, she stayed there for a little while, and they, you know, got to keep each other company, which was good, because I felt like she should have some of her, her company there, I can't be there, so, the dog can be there, she's a service dog, so it's all good, you know, they don't really just care, and she's well behaved, most of the time when she's not having her attitudes but she only has her attitudes with mostly me but I'll say us just to make me feel better but yes I went there and spent Christmas in McAllen and I ended up leaving Stella there and I brought like our little um stockings and stuff from home in January I actually went back down to McAllen to pick Stella up because she was getting a little sickly so we didn't know what was going on with that but there's a vet in Galveston County that we were going to take her to. But they ended up not being able to take her. But uh, my mother-in-law came and got her and she went down there for a while to her house. And she loves Stella. <laughs> she went down to her house for a while. And of course she was like, you know, feeding her like smothered this and hooking her food up and doing the most. So... It was, you know, grandma love. Y'all know how grannies do. But four-legged grandma love. And so she got all juicy down there and started feeling better and harassing people. And, like, you know, she started acting up. 
she started acting her age, so I had to go get her because she was acting crazy. <laughs> but she got all better. So luckily, I didn't have to deal with no sickly dog. She didn't like die because that's something else. I've lost my dog of ten years. Like I can't, I can't deal. I can't deal with dead animals. I can't. So. I was very, very grateful for that, that she got better and she's still doing good, acting crazy, getting her attitudes from here and there, but that is okie doke. So February, um, February comes and a friend of ours passed away, starting the grief of this year. Um, but he passed away unexpectedly and so, Yaya came home to, like, she was really close to him, one of the closest people to him. So she came home to try and, like, deal with all of these arrangements and make sure that, you know, he was respectfully laid to rest and everything like that. And there was just a lot of drama around that and behind the scenes of that and behind us actually, you know, accomplishing having his service and... Um, finding family and just yada 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 I'm not gonna get into details because that's really his personal family business for the most part but I did get to meet his son and his son's wife which was awesome so glad I got to meet them because I haven't met any of his family like that was the first of his family I ever got to meet um, and it was you know as bittersweet as it is it was it's nice now looking back on it to know that he's not in pain because he was in a lot of pain while he was here with us. So <clears throat> that kind of helps me feel a little better about the situation, I guess. It still sucks and it still is like, even from time to time now, I, I expect to hear his grumpy voice. So it's still kind of like fresh, I guess you can say. It's still fresh. Um, so we went, like, in the midst of trying to get all his funeral stuff together and not being able to do the things that were more so time-consuming, I guess, and then, um, this whole freeze thing happening that happened here in Houston, we actually left and went to Tennessee in the midst of that, and so on the way back, from Tennessee, my grandma calls me and tells me that my Aunt Julia passes away. So that's another bullet. That was like a couple weeks, right? If that. So that hit me kind of hard and I couldn't be in Maryland, you know, and I wasn't really privy to the information as far as when her service was going to be and I just I didn't really know how to handle that, so I guess I didn't handle that. I just kind of took in the information that she said it, and I was like, okay. Um, I said a few things to her. Honestly, I don't even really remember what I said to her, but I said a few things to her, whatever it was, and she kind of dismissed me off the phone because I was driving, or I was about to... No, I was driving, actually, and I answered my phone because she doesn't call me at that time, so I went ahead and answered it because I know she likes to... She tells me, don't be on the phone while you're driving, which is right. So <laughs> I try not to be on the phone while I'm driving with her. But, um, or in general, but especially not with her. I don't even answer it. But I answer the phone. 
And so she gave me the information and she was like, okay, get off the phone. Da, da, da. And so I was just kind of like, I was driving. So I didn't really stop to process that. So I just kept going. And then we finally stopped a couple hours later, I think. Yeah, yeah, made me stop. And we got a room. We like to stop to spend the night because we were driving from Tennessee. So it was far. But we stopped and got a room or whatever. And I finally just kind of like started sobbing just randomly out of nowhere. I sat down on the couch and it just kind of overwhelmed me. So that happened for a good like five minutes. And then I kind of just went back to whatever I was doing, back to my routine, which is, you know, that's not healthy. That's part of me like being on autopilot, but that was kind of the way February went and kind of the way that I dealt with that stuff or didn't deal with it rather. Because in my mind, I guess like I, ha I had stuff to do. I always have to keep going. So the show must continue, right? Like I can't, the world's not going to stop because I'm grieving. Or at least sometimes that's how, that's how I think, unfortunately. But March hit, which is, yay, my birthday month. But it's also my mommy's birthday month. And I thought it was going to be an easier month because it was my birthday month, you know. So that's always cause for celebrations. Another year around the sun. Thank you, Lord. But um, it's also my bestie's birthday as well, which is like a couple days after mine. And it was a nice reminder of the time in Honduras that we had celebrating our birthdays uh, with our Honduras crew because we went to Honduras on a mission trip. Me and a lot of the members from my church or some of the members from my church and a few of the ladies, including Mayaya, they actually surprised me with a birthday celebration for me and my best friend because he had just passed away not too long before that. So that was a beautiful thing that I, I will never forget and still appreciate to this day. That was also, March is also his, my best friend's mom's birthday. So, and I had actually forgot about that until the notification popped up on my phone. And the notification is actually, I, I just leave it there because it's actually the last, the notification of the last dinner that we had or that I had with her for her birthday at P.F. Chang's. So that was a really great meal and a really great night. And it was a, you know, it was a, it was a good dinner with her celebrating her, her life and her birthday. But of course it was, again, all of those celebrations were kind of bittersweet because I still had, I mean, celebrating TK's birthday, yeah, which is my best friend. Celebrating his birthday, yeah, it was great, but he's not here. Mama Seki, she's not here. You know what I mean? Like my mom, she, it was a bunch of birthdays and thank God for the lives, you know, but they're not here. So it was just kind of like a bunch of grief stacked on top of it itself. But at church, we had a service. It was around, I think it was around the 24th, probably of March. And one of the, my pastor loves props, y'all. So one of the things that was on stage was, um, it was like a plant bucket or whatever, and it had a red cardinal in it. And I can't remember exactly what the sermon was about. I want to say the topic was hearing voices, but I'm not 100% sure. If you have a chance, go listen to a few of the sermons. They're all really good. Shout out to Union Houston. What, what? But anyways, 
ever since I can remember, I probably, probably around when my mother passed away, I have been seeing red cardinals. Like occasionally, it's not like every single day all the time, but occasionally I'll see them. And I really started noticing them when we moved into this house, which I'm in now, which was a completely unexpected blessing. That's a whole nother episode. But after seeing so many of them, I was finally prompted to look up the symbolism of the cardinal. And I say prompted because I knew it had meaning, but I never really gave it enough thought or even cared enough to look it up. I just always love seeing them because they're pretty and they're nature. And nature makes me happy. Like, I like seeing pretty things in nature. If it's a house, nice. Architecture, great. Artistry, painting, that's wonderful too. But a creation, like a creation of God, something that's just here all the time that we didn't make it, he made it. And it's just, it's nature. Like mountains, beautiful water, um, different creatures. I love seeing stuff like that. Stuff like that makes me happy. You know, it makes me feel good on the inside. But I digress. So, when I looked it up, in multiple places, this is what I found. I'm reading. It says, the red cardinal is a spiritual messenger from God. The red cardinal is representative of one of the departed loved ones attempting contact. <sighs> the red cardinal represents the blood of Christ. Yeah. So, with the fact that I always felt like my mom was watching over me, especially with what I was going through when we moved into this house and the way God blessed me with my car, whose temporary tag went out on the day of my mom's heavenly birthday. And then losing my bestie and being back to back reminded that some of the most important and most influential people I have ever had in my life are no longer occupying the same space as me. I'm constantly seeing this bird, this just simple creature that God made that just lives life, you know, I assume un unworried, unlike us, just, you know, flying around, enjoying the world, and was given to us as a reminder that he's always with me. I see these things and that's now that's what I think about. No matter how you're feeling, because it's usually when I'm feeling a certain type of way that I'll see it, which I had to start actually paying attention to after, even after finding out what the symbolism behind it. But it's just a reminder that I know he's always with me and watching over me. Even when I don't feel it, when I can't see a reasonable outcome to things or when I feel like I just can't take anything else the world wants to give me, that was and still is comforting to me. So find something like that. Oh my gosh, it helps so much. Find something, some some kind of symbolism somewhere that brings you closer to God that can comfort you. But to this very day, every time I see a cardinal, there's a certain sense of ease that washes over me because now versus feeling so, so much incredible pain and grief, it feels more like a protection from everyone I can no longer hug. You know, it's just like a little reminder, hey. We're still out here. We still love you. Don't forget about us. So it, it just makes me feel better. But April, let's just go skip right on into April, you know. April has been much better in the loss department. Thank you, Jesus. But the grief still pops up heavily from time to time. Um, I still kind of have that like grief, guilt feeling. But it's getting so, so, so much better. That's 
uh, it's getting so much better. I still tend to feel a sort of guilt for not being able to do more, I guess, to prevent TK's death and Thomas's death and even for my mom. And y'all, I was nine when my mom passed away, but because I knew she didn't feel good and always thought I should have stayed home with her, I felt guilty about it for years. And she passed away like in my arms and I was home and it was that evening. So it's not like I wasn't there when it happened. It's not like, like boom, something happened and I missed it. You know what I'm saying? I could have, oh my gosh, I could have saved her. It wasn't like that. Not going to school would have made absolutely no difference. But I didn't feel that way for the longest time. I felt guilty. Like I could have done something to, to save her. But freedom is bringing me out of that grief guilt, which I thank God for. Um, for so long, I have been feeling like I'm surrounded by death and waiting for the other shoe to drop. And it's like, as soon as one person goes, like, who, like who's next? That's how I feel sometimes, you know? And it never seems to just be one person at a time, which makes it so much harder to cope with. But... Once again, I'm so thankful for my pastors and my prayer warriors to remind me of where I come from when it gets a little bit foggy because sometimes it does. It happens to the best of us. But having a weekly group where I can speak in a safe place with other ladies that have gone through situations similar to my own, so much more similar than you would ever expect. So get into a group because you have no idea how many people go through the same thing as you. And it helps so much to talk about it, even to listen to someone else talk about theirs helps. But being in a group like that is something I, sh I so look forward to every single week. So I'm gonna miss it. <laughs> we're gonna have, we're gonna have groups again though, so it's okay. I just joined another group. What, what? Anyways, but um, something else that helped is Romans 8.18. OMG. Romans 8.18. I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. Boom. Always consider that like, it's like on my window. Or, yeah, it's on my window in my office. I had to remember where I stuck it. I got sticky notes everywhere. But that is, I mean, it speaks for itself. Don't dwell in the suffering of now because the glory of later is surely to surpass anything that you're going through now. So I'm glad in the midst and through the end of this, I've had the support of my freedom group. So if you're not a small group, once again, geared towards positivity in Jesus, get in one. I think groups started right on time this season because once again, I had been on autopilot and not realizing how I really felt or even gave myself time to grieve. So group gave me a safe space to break down. I did it very mildly, but nonetheless, and it gave me a designated time to just allow myself to be vulnerable, which kind of automatically cuts the autopilot off and makes you feel even if you don't want to and as much as we may not want to that's kind of an important thing in order to be correctly functioning in our day-to-day -day lives you know super important to do that sometimes we think sweeping it under the rug is 
like a way of dealing with it but it just really allows things to bubble and fester and explode into a situation that it's probably not even relevant to like has nothing to do with why you're actually blowing up so and consider that too when you're talking to people that are blowing up on you for no reason because that might not have anything to do with you either they might be going through their own thing you know usually people are going through their own thing when they do that but it's okay to feel so feel it so you can get over it and maintain your joy because that is a temporary feeling but joy is the choice that you make happy is the circumstance that you're in so choose your joy get yourself in a group or surround yourself with people that will uplift you and not allow you to stay in that grief exercise and get outside to make sure those endorphins are going and help keep your happy intact okay we need sunlight. We need vitamin C. Get outside and get some sunlight, y'all. We don't live in Seattle, okay? Take advantage. I mean, it ain't Cali, but it ain't Seattle. So, be happy about the fact that the sun is coming back out. All y'all Houstonians that like to be hot all the time, you want to complain about, oh my gosh, it's cold. It's cold. Ah, it's cold. It's so cold. I mean, I know I say it's cold too, but I'd rather be cold than sweating. That's just me personally, unless I'm prepared. But uh, you can never really prepare in Houston. It's always hot. We've just actually had seasons recently. But these seasons are tripping, so I needed to go back to, like, not so global warming scared, you know? Anyways, I'm going to wrap this on up. Mm-hmm, yes, indeed. But if you got something out of this, if this benefited or blessed your life, like and subscribe so that you are always notified of when your next dose of positive pressure is available. Share it with a friend. Follow me on IG at New Day J. That's N-E-W-Z-A-Y-J-A-I to follow my weekly IG TV videos or just little bursts of energy that I have. You know, that pops up too. Head on over to the highlight section for those little pick-me-ups and head on over to Anchor to leave me a voicemail. I would absolutely love to include you on the next episode. And most importantly, don't forget to smile beneath your mask. Love ya!